Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. My name is Emmanuel. I'm Oluwani Femi. And I'm Shungo Zrim. Yeah, so how are we doing? And uh, okay, short short versions of how you guys are doing. How I'm doing. Yes, how Still you doing? to be decided. Still to be decided. Okay, you? Then let's get there. We should not just bother. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> if you're watching this, apologies for how we're looking. Well, this, is a ve- this has been a very, very stressful Thursday. And if we're not journalists, this the, the, we'll just say, let's just be going home <laughs> and rest. And let, let's start the weekend from today. But we said, no, let's, let's bring every update to about tech news in Africa to your ears. Your eyes. The eyes, ears. This, when you say doorstep, ear step or something, it's nothing like that. Um, you need to bring pressures to. <laughs> to bring pressures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we just want to make sure you hear and listen to everything that's going on in Africa's tech space. So, and on Monday we had a very, very interesting guest, the lead or uh, the head of marketing at Quidax, and we had lots of interesting conversations. So, just check out that video from Monday or from Tuesday, rather, and uh, let us know what you think. Remember to keep giving us feedback. And uh, so what, what, what's what been going on so far so good? What's been going on? What has been going on actually? It okay. depends on where you want to start from. Where you want to start from? We have bullet points. <laughs> okay, so let's start with um, UBA and okay. Philips Consulting. Okay. Being investigated by the Nigeria Data Protection Bureau. Wow. Okay, that's that's interesting. But before we go into that, let's take a message from our sponsor and the people paying our house rent. Yeah. Hi, I'm Abisala Adenoga, the head of business at TechPoint Africa. Did you know that you could present yourself as a reputable brand leader? Did you know that your business can get the limelight it deserves? Now you do. Using TechPoint Africa's marketing tools, we can put you in the faces of a large audience for brand awareness and thought leadership. To do this, Reach out to us by sending an email to business at techpoint.africa or click on the link in the description below. Hey guys, welcome back and I hope you enjoyed Absolute's voice as usual. So what were you talking about? So UBA, well, one of Nigeria's biggest banks and Philips Consulting, they have been investigated by the Nigeria Data Protection Bureau and it's on uh, allegations of data privacy um, breaches. So I don't know if you remember a few, it's a few weeks now, a few weeks ago, um, David Dunde's article on the banking system and fraud, mm. basically on lending apps. And mm. Philips Consulting was fingered as a person or the entity that was kind of helping some of the lending companies, some of these rogue lending companies with mm. their operations. So one of the, like something you, you would have seen frequently in the articles that the, like there was a lot of data privacy breaches. So you, you get money from them and then they're sending spam messages to everyone on your contacts to like um, get the money back. So apparently they are now being investigated. The NDP, NDPB is, um, they say the, the victims of this um, infringement are the ones who reported them. But let's shall not let's shall not see. Victims say. of this infringement are the ones who reported who them. Is, yeah. Who is supposed to report them? Well, it should be them. But I mean, this was um, this was something that had already happened, and they didn't do anything for all this while. I mean, it's not today you said complaining about it. But to be fair, um, they were only they only 
like really started this year february 2022 and they've been like they've been working very hard um so ub is not the first bank they've investigated Wema bank in june they also investigated bet niger so it's a it's probably the biggest betting company in nigeria so they also investigated for data breaches so it's interesting um for one, for one, right? Uh, I remember a conversation we had not too long ago when we were talking about, I think we we're talking about the startup bill. Mm-hmm. And then Emmanuel mentioned the fact that some, some, um, some laws are not enforced. Mm-hmm. Why should you bring some in, right? He mentioned the data protection regulation at that point and it's nice to hear that the government is paying attention to what they should pay attention to because one of the worries about online platforms or tech companies is the fact that they owe a lot of people data user data and it's the onus is on the regulators to be able to control them and tell them this is the way you are supposed to use it and give it out right Mm -hmm. i the, the the section that this that philip Philips Consulting and UBA PLC as opposed to being was the English prosecuted um is it on or true? My legal people, I'm very sorry. Uh, it's is a section that discusses taking permission to assess people's credentials. Mm. Right? We know that we are giving you our data, even though we don't wish we don't read the terms and conditions. <laughs> we understand that fact, but still, from the from the article that Shugazin mentioned that David and then he did about giving you thinking that I will need the service of a bank. A few asked me, "Did you seek my consent?" Right. So those are the things that those are the issues that should be addressed. And I'm very happy that whether it took five years for them to do this or whether it, it was longer, it doesn't matter. The fact remains that you should try to call companies to order that are that have access to people's to people's um, documents. And the interesting thing is that Philip Consulting is not really a company that deals with users directly they have clients yeah. that deals with users they mm. they they um advise them on ideas they have they, on ideas they should go for they help them to execute their projects and stuff like that so it's not like they are directly working with users but they have data is this data that they are using to advise their their um clients so mm. and exam- something that's coming to my mind is probably okay i have a fintech idea and i came to meet Philips Consulting, I say, I need a way to execute this project. And I'm not saying this is the crime. And Philips Consulting goes, oh, I have a data of um, young people that you can test your product on. Just imagine that kind of situation. Take this data set, work with it and see, let's practice on it. Let's use it as our um, test market before you move on to execution. Just imagine that kind of situation. That is what is playing in mind that might have happened. So it is good that this is coming at this time. And I hope they follow through with it. And it's probably sends a signal to other companies. The focus has always been on lending companies and okay. how they... Do you know why it won't send any signal? Okay, Let me why? give you a timeline of events that I can recall from memory. Mm-hmm. Number one, in 2019, I wrote an article about TrueColor. Yeah, finding out what exactly you do with your data, mm-hmm. right? And other investigations also came out, like other articles came out, like, oh, what does TrueColor do? What does TrueColor do? 
Then I remember talking to a an, an hacker or a hacker, uh, angry wizard, during that time. Then few months later, or around that time, Nita said they're investigating True Color for data privacy breach. That's Sounds there. like good news. Dave. And uh, someone sent me an email a few weeks ago asking what's up with that investigation. And in my head, I was like, okay, what's up with that investigation? investigation. Three years after. Yeah, three years after. In 2021, Nida said it was investigating Sokolon for piracy breach. This is what, what, what has happened. So this is just another investigation. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just hope that something comes out of it. It's good that it's happening, but in my head, I'm thinking as citizens, as journalists, what can we do to make sure that when the government announces that they're investigating something like this, mm-hmm. what can we do to make them follow through? So this is me trying to take a new leaf from the previous me. So before we talk to Saritin Oswald, the special assistant, senior special assistant to the vice president, to the president on uh, innovation in Nigeria, we talked about the startup bill and he's saying there's no room for skepticism anymore, right? So the question now is what can we do? So I'm asking myself, when things like this are happening, when banks are using my data to maybe peddling my data on the black market and selling it to fintechs to test their product or whatever is happening, I don't know, but what can I do? And that's something that has been consuming my head since we've had that interview. When the government is doing something that is supposed to be laudable, that you know that will most likely not end up into anything, Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. can you do to make sure it ends up? (laughs) So I'm thinking about guys like Budget. Budget. I mean, um, they go around and then they make sure that Every project by the government is tracked yeah. and they put it up on social media. But I don't know um, how many of those projects or how many of the government agencies responsible for these projects mm. have decided, oh, these guys are shaming us on social media. Um, let's do what we promised to do. So I'm skeptical that because when you were saying it, I was thinking, okay, maybe right articles mm. instead of just writing one and then you sit back mm. uh, maybe write several articles but uh, in nigeria shame is like a prerequisite for getting public office sorry shamelessness <laughs> is a prerequisite <laughs> for getting sh- uh, public office so if these guys are shameless they don't care what happens mm. and they just know that these guys just carry out another investigation um is there really any hope is there any hope like what can you possibly do well, because now the idea would have been to target the articles at citizens. Maybe if more people were aware of this, because now um, a lot of people are involved in all of this. Yeah. Like it's something that you see regularly. Mm. So maybe if even more people found out about all of this, then they might like demand modically. Uh, they might demand some form of accountability. From but as from the government here, yeah, because I mean, it's not me that would, as a journalist, that would demand accountability. You're just, you're just um, one man. But we've had other people. We have guys like Serap who are constantly suing the government and nothing comes out of it. So just wondering, um, do we just maybe sit back and watch, hope? Yeah, watch. And watch born. Exactly. Interesting. So <laughs> ideally, we shouldn't spend this long on this topic, but it's raising a lot of questions in my head. But 
Anyway, on a brighter note, that's why the sponsor of this episode is quite interesting for me, right? Wiso is like the sponsor, the sponsoring this episode, and they're doing something really, really interesting. So we're talking about ethics. We're talking about uh, citizens holding themselves accountable, holding the government accountable. So Whistle is making it going to what you... <laughs> okay. That's a very, very useless <laughs> very useless sentence, but let's hear this. Whistle is making reporting crimes, reporting really, really strange incidences that shouldn't happen. They're making it worth your while, right? So you see how Lagos traffic is messed up, right? Once there's traffic, people start riding on top of themselves. I mean... Literally, <laughs> start climbing themselves in Lagos traffic. <laughs> they beat traffic lights, they park anywhere they like, and they stop to carry passengers. I'm talking at you, I'm looking at you, time for drivers, and of course, some private car owners carrying people at beggar to on, the, on their way back home. Yeah, <laughs> but honestly, a lot of messed up things happen in Lagos traffic. But Whistle is telling you that you can report these things when they happen and you get paid for it. Yes, so. You have motivation, incentive to actually report people that are, say, beating traffic lights, driving with expired vehicle papers, although I don't know how you're supposed to know that, but yes, <laughs> that is really, really interesting. And yeah, there's a traffic conjunction somewhere, there's an accident somewhere, and people need help. Reporting it on Whistle will allow the authorities to take appropriate action. So there are so many, many things that you can do, but just don't take our word for it. Go and download the app right now on the Google Play Store and sign up and make sure you report the right incidents. Don't report people that are parked in front of their houses or on their offices, but on public roads. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. And Apple users, very, very soon, it will soon be on your doorstep. Yeah, so that's that's quite an interesting thing. We're talking it about is. what citizens can do. And mm-hmm. here's a company that is trying to make it worth the while mm-hmm. of <laughs> their citizens. So I think that's that's an interesting one. And I'm thinking, okay, more people need to have smartphones to be able to use that as an app, right? So yeah. only people that have smartphones can do that. And, and mm-hmm. Citizens should be reasonable and stop reporting people that they hate. Well, I, I <laughs> not because they commit any crime. I, I guess it's Wissu's uh, responsibility to now investigate these claims. Mm-hmm. Yes, when yes. It comes yeah, that's that's. It will definitely get spams. I mean, look at what happened during NSAS or during COVID when NCDC had to like a big. Don't call us if you Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, talking about smartphones, right? Um, I'm hearing that internet transactions or e-payment transactions are exploding yeah. right now uh, in the Nigerian market. So mm. what's going on there? So according to NIBS, there's a Nigerian interbank settlement scheme. Um, e-payment transactions have grown 40% in the first half of 2022 compared to the first half of 2021. Mm. So from $345 billion to $481 billion. Mm. And it looks interesting, but they claim that this has been spoiled by um, the COVID pandemic. And COVID pandemic, yeah, like this time. <laughs> that 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 was that was funny for me. Yeah, like I mean, I'm not saying COVID has ended, but mm. is that the reason for exploding? Yeah, in 2022. Like, no, nah, I don't think so. But probably they are alluding to like <laughs> maybe in 2021. This was like when the spike started, and then we are seeing 
significant growth mm-hmm. in 2022 possibly i i would probably need to like it, it sounds that. valid well it sounds valid it? because wait now okay. the, the pandemic led people lockdown so 2020 remember i'm coming there okay so the lockdown made more people to acquaint themselves with using internet tools and actually internet payments and mm-hmm. less of cash and and, and so we use that period to build a behavior am i making sense at all yeah you're, you're, yes. you are both. so you use that period to build <laughs> and then you behavior. build on that behavior and you continue with it then you're able to influence other people because when people see that oh this is the current way of life you'll be able mm-hmm. to influence people like the person that sells something on your street you've learned to start using um online payments and then you get that person to because a number of people that are it's person's customers now use that payment it's person we get yeah, I get what you're saying, right? Well, let me give you two examples. Mm. Number one, when I was staying at Ejibo uh, in 2020 during the pandemic, and I wanted to eat small jobs. I just had, had a craving for small jobs. I started looking for anywhere I could get small jobs online because I couldn't go out, right? And I saw the delivery fee and I stopped. But let's just say I went forward with that and paid. Mm-hmm. That is... COVID has impacted an online transaction by doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But immediately COVID ended, what did I do? You go to the HSC. I went to where they are selling, where they are selling it, going go to buy it and gave them cash. cash. So yes, COVID may have influenced behavior because we had no choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Oops. if I really want to make sure that I'm getting the right small job, come on. Mm. <laughs> come on. Well, this is well. payment. So I think it's they say it's COVID, but I think it's due to the work that fintech startups are doing. Yes, oh, we ecosystem. No, so so let's let's look at no. <laughs> think about it. Um, who is helping you process these payments? Fintech startups, industry unified payments, unified payments, um, team apps, and the likes. Without them, you would probably be stuck using your cash. But NIBS is like. The major source of all these transactions. No, no. no. POS is it not NIPS that that um, controls that too? Agency major, banking. NIPS is the major source, yes. Mm-hmm. But why are you attributing it to fintech? I, if you okay. say agency banking, actually mm-hmm. understand. Okay. Right? So am I attributing? It? Okay, fine. Um, if I want to. There are a lot of transactions that. Uh, I, I think it was uh, a few weeks ago that. I was I, I needed to recharge my phone and I just realized that my internet connection was really bad. I couldn't do anything and I needed airtime as soon as possible. Mm. So for the first time in possibly a year, I had to look for um, someone who sold recharge card. Mm. And I was kind of surprised and shocked to find out. And now I went now that I think about it, I should have asked the woman how much sales she makes. Mm because almost do you have her address do you know where she is can you trace her yeah, I, I, I can't go and meet her i can't actually drag on me along yeah yeah okay so i would like to know like how has their sales or how have their sales been impacted since 2020 because before 2020 people were buying um, airtime online mm. but the major way for a lot of people was getting like physical recharge cards that's just one thing i do online now 
a lot of the time I comfortably leave my house without cash because I know that if I have enough money, if I'm using, if I'm not using the BRT in Lagos, I, I have to pay with cash, definitely. But if I enter boots, I can pay with um, a transfer or I can use my bank card. So why do I need cash? Um, if I get into a supermarket to buy stuff, I, I can pay you with that. And for yes, I do. I have to pay with cash now. Okay. So um, practically anything you want to do, you you go to a restaurant to eat. You have to pay with. You can't pay with either a POS or you, like. Um, the, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast once, but I think it bears repeating whenever people keep on saying that um, there's no penetration of mobile or that mobile money can't penetrate. I was going to buy papers, so these big red bell papers, and. I got to where I was going to buy it and I realized I just had like a thousand naira and the Malam was telling me it's, was it one four? Yeah. Mm. I had two options. I'd, I'd forget it or I go make a transfer to him. And he looked and he was like, okay, go and withdraw. I told him, no, I don't have my ATM. So he said, I buy one or I don't buy at all. Mm-hmm. And so he said, oh, don't worry, let's do a transfer. And he, and he starts looking for um, a friend or maybe someone that he knows to receive the transfer yeah. and he did it um the other day when we were coming to your house over, um, over was it over the weekend or when the other day we were coming to your house yeah we can. yeah we were able to withdraw from imalam mm-hmm. okay. he was basically a walking pos we draw from him buy stuff from him without having cash on us mm. He didn't so, have a PO. It's not. It's not like a POS agent. Not really. He he was selling. Um, I think he was selling like Pepe stuff like that. We wanted to buy Pepe again. I don't know why Pepe keeps on taking me to this guy. <laughs> but we wanted to buy Pepe, and I asked him, "Should you take transfer?" Quickly, he said yes. And mm. these are the guys who are supposedly not educated. And I remember that that week, the first time this happened, just as I was walking to this guy, I saw MTM Momo somewhere and i'm like okay interesting you guys have even gotten to this point so if they execute well mm. i don't see the reason why i have to use cash because when i saw the news i was like interesting um hopefully this is a is it gra- we are ca- gradually counting down to the days when we say goodbye cash or whatever because <laughs> you I wish I'm, I'm, thinking of of, <laughs> I'm thinking of making a bet mm. can you stay cashless for a month for a month course? i can how much do you want to bet how much do you want to bet i feel you <laughs> do, do we make a wager now? So first of all, I will need I will need a car so that I you don't need use a car. Oh, yeah, okay. so that I don't use damn food because no, I'm talking of a social experiment, a right social now. experiment like, mm. as you are now. Interesting. But next one month, what's today's date? On 18th, so on the 18th of September, we meet again. Can I say cash? The next <laughs> next four weeks. Don't so can I give it? Game word. What are you giving? So I can ask the people I live with. To use cash on my behalf. Okay, no. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. No, no. So you are talking about uh, its penetration, and I understand, but I just feel like mm. most of these transactions that Nibs is recording are mm. mostly cash-based transactions. Mm. POS agents, mm. majority of what they do is withdraw cash and collect cash, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And those are all recorded as Nibs yeah. instant payment transactions, mm-hmm. especially when they settle it, right? So most of the things we talk about. So they basically withdraw money from people and then give it to someone else. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's that's my own skepticism. And yeah, if you are willing to take up that wager, let me know. Don't but try it. Another <laughs> thing I'm also thinking about is, um, yes, the numbers have increased, mm. but is it the number of people? So they don't give us these numbers. Like, is it total number of users? 
or is it the value of transactions? Value of transactions. Either way, it still looks like it's good because if it's value of transactions, then more money is moving, or there are more people coming in. So I think we they probably need to start releasing the details of the data so that we can see. Yeah, let's start hounding nibs. Yes, yeah, let's let's. That's true. Idea, idea. So talking about internet and online activity. So another thing that supposedly exploded during the pandemic. But somehow Netflix is telling us that oh, pandemic happened though. But now that the pandemic is no People longer so strong, we are yeah. back to the cinema. But somehow Nibs is saying COVID is still oh, no problem. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, YouTube is up to something interesting. Okay, so YouTube is building a system that allows users, their mm. users, users of YouTube, to subscribe to streaming services through the YouTube app. Any so, streaming service, yes. Like so Netflix, Hulu, yes, Prime. yes. Oh, okay. In the earliest stage it looks like a competition mm. to with those streaming platforms youtube might have to do a lot of convincing to tell them that bring your content to youtube so mm. when they watch probably trailer or to an extent on youtube then they can subscribe to the streaming service and they will go from there mm -hmm. right so youtube we have to convince these people that we're not trying to take your customers because youtube is as, as always tried this as also tried this own and out with originals okay producing movies by themselves mm. which is what some platforms that uh, aggregate um streaming services do um they try to escape they don't they don't have the budget to be producing movies so they just okay. bring in movies themselves and well, say YouTube they come yes come and stream on them mm. but yeah youtube have been like trying their hands out on um doing that there's YouTube TV also, right? At some point, so but for starting from this point, YouTube calls it channel store, right? Mm -hmm. This building that system said soon, around this time, um, September, around the fourth year, it will start in the US before it starts getting rolled out to other parts of the world, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's quite interesting, right? Because mm -hmm. the creator economy is a huge one it's huge so it's but huge the question in my mind now is so in this issue we're discussing like okay when amazon prime launches do i have mm -hmm. to choose between amazon prime or netflix youtube offering me a solution that makes me subscribe once mm -hmm. and i can access everything i can access hulu and watch family guy i can access hbo and watch uh, house of dragons or what was the new uh game right. of, game of Thrones spin off <laughs> yeah so can I do that? If it's if I can't do that, yeah, that's offering me a marketplace first. Yeah. Right. It, it gives you option. If, for instance, you are you are new to the video streaming market, say you just change your status and you feel you don't want to be looking for movie on the on pirate <laughs> <laughs> website. Some people never start. change, no matter what. I'm looking at I'm you. Just I'm looking say, at you. One of my guys at home. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, so like, you are now saying. Okay, like, I want to try out one of these options, mm. right? You, then there are options for you on YouTube channel store. Then you check out some of the movies and you be like, mm, I think I'll go with Netflix or I'll go with Amazon, Amazon Prime. You get so it's is that that's it. Just to see um, options just to see options but it still doesn't change the fact that netflix is trying to position it i mean youtube is trying to position itself in the same market with video other video streaming platforms mm. right that's that's an interesting one okay so and yes youtube has the numbers oh of course they do so of i think other video streaming platforms should be scared 
in a way Why? if YouTube decides to go fully into their business model? Um, I raise you CNN Plus. CNN Plus. <laughs> a two-week-failed experiment. Two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. But so then we will see. Uh, but Google, still. Is no, mm-hmm. Google is not shy to crash something that is not working. Yes. You know what, you know what did Google tell you? Launched. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not. But is there? There is still a viable competitor that they should look out for. Yeah. Right. You have millions. If if not, I, I need to get the numbers. Mm. Like millions of subscribers that have their card on YouTube. That so, um, like their subscriptions are on rolling basis. Like they don't remove it. So, but you also know that um, if YouTube begins to offer this, the cost of this service also goes up. True. Because true. you can't be offering it that. What are they doing? Is it one thousand something now yeah, for the cheapest plan? That's not what they will do. So mm-hmm. it will go up, and then I take my card out. And we watch ourselves. It's not even you don't even need to take it out. <laughs> the, your bank will never allow you to pay. Don't have money there. Okay, oh, that's true. If it's, yes. Oh God, if it's above twenty dollars. Yes, 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 and I'm tired of virtual cards. But let's let's just leave this issue, please. Let's leave it alone. But yeah, both has left Tanzania. That's that's an interesting one. Let's quickly go through that. Yeah. What's 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 the update there? So both in Tanzania has now gone from B to C. So they didn't really leave, leave. Yeah, they didn't leave. They're looking for richer <laughs> customers. So <laughs> people are trekking. Cannot order both again. Yes. So no matter how much money you have, you can't. So what, what's the model they're operating now? It's, it's practically B2B. So um, the reason is that fees were, fares were raised. Okay. So they have a regulatory commission in um, Tanzania. Mm. So fares were raised, commissions were crashed. So both makes less money, even though um, the drivers on the platform are making, are making more. Now, it's not sustainable uh. for them because how do you continue in that? Like, I don't know. It's still one more example of regulation Question crashing your business. I don't think so because both Uber, all of them, they're all they are having issues with their drivers. Right? Yeah. Uh, UK has had that issue ongoing mm-hmm. for a long time. Then South Africa, Uber um, drivers are going mm-hmm. on strike, I suppose. Lagos, they've had their issues with. So there's always too much commissions. I can't mm-hmm. make enough. I have to write yeah. 24-7 to make ends meet and most mm-hmm. of them are doing higher purchase very very few nigerians can afford cars mm-hmm. yeah. you can check out my article about the state of nigeria's automotive industry but that's what happens right so mm-hmm. both is saying that fares were raised the commissions mm-hmm. were crashed yeah. drivers are making more money meaning drivers were happy mm-hmm. which so is what the government is supposed to do the also interest of the common man increased fares also mean that less people can be able use, to afford yeah because uh, Imagine you maybe well, at the expense of the drivers. Yeah, at the expense of the drivers because it's never so the way this this thing works is sometimes maybe a focus on the customers mm. affects the drivers. And maybe a focus on the drivers affects the customers. So safe border in Uganda. They decided, oh, because of lessons learned from COVID, let's focus on getting customers to transact on the app and all of a sudden the drivers were like, no way, we are not doing this. Want cash. And then they moved out to alternative um, platforms. Um, I don't know the state of safe border in Uganda right now, but that's one way that just something that looks very minimal or not so serious could affect you. So the and I don't know, Tanzania is not necessarily the richest African country. So every increase in fare means more people fall out of the bracket that could afford it. So 
Okay. So, uh, gig economy is still up in the air. Regulations on one hand, customers on the other hand, yeah. then drivers and the companies too, mm-hmm. on the other hand. So, that's an aspect of the gig economy that's it's still very, very shaky. Both will never agree that <laughs> drivers are employees. Yeah, because if they're employees, man, you have to provide health care plans. Right. You have to provide retirement. I, 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 I don't know the, if they were able to do anything yeah. to that On to that business model. Uh, that would be yes. crazy. I mean, it's interesting. More people get jobs, mm. but the moment you start providing employee benefits to all of these guys, right. your bottom line will mm. feel it. So, yeah, that, that's, that's cool. That's cool. So, the final story of the day, Signal. Mm. Signal, final. So what did you do? Sig- <laughs> Signal, that used to be the sweetheart of the. <laughs> See, everybody was saying, "Oh, what's up, this? Oh, yes, yes, this. Oh, yes. Let's go that to used the... to be the sweetheart so of internet ma- messaging." Let's just yeah, give us yeah. what I don't even yeah, want to what, say. <laughs> what happened is that there are claims that some of their <laughs> some of their users' data mm. were compromised. Like um, the data of 125 customers were fished, right, through their employees. We've always, okay, before I go there. <laughs> so the thing is, okay, let me just say what I want to say. Employees should be careful because they should be careful with how they protect their um, their login maybe, details. Maybe some of them were still using GB WhatsApp or something. Mm. Oh, they are using one, two, three, four. <laughs> you get a password yeah. because when they are when 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 an, when an employee um what's the code security is breached then they can be able to get into the main server of the company right so the the news is that some customers details were compromised on signal and it's even the company that's helping signal to provide verification that's providing verification services to signal that that uh, made this claim, right? And it's it's funny because Signal has been seen to be like the most the safest, the safest of internet messaging platforms in the when you put WhatsApp, Signal, and Telegram on the same scale. Mm. I remember uh, it's, in it's the internet. There's no there's no safety. I I think <laughs> I mentioned it. I get, time. but a but sense of a sense of safety. Yes, a okay. sense of safety. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. I, I wrote an article in, in, the, in the early days of 2021 when WhatsApp was like, either accept our privacy, our updated privacy um, terms, or you get out of our app. And we did uh, an online poll at that time, and many people would actually go with Signal but they can't because most of their contacts are on WhatsApp. So they are stuck with WhatsApp in the real sense. Um, uh, then we raised the issue around um, privacy and online security then, and well, Signal also won in that aspect. And coming to this time that Signal, Signal users' phone phone number, um, another data are being compromised is it's it's not nice to know. It's not nice so, to hear, and I, I hope they, they get something to do about it. But they are users? saying, but they are saying, Signal is saying they've not been able to assess their pin. Okay. Right, because when when f- people that go that do phishing, right, when they are able to assess your details on one particular platform, they will be able to try try to use it for other platforms for some people that don't really like to have multiple multiple passwords that they are trying to keep it safe for 
they are afraid that they forget their login details. They try to maintain one particular username and password on one platform. So phishing, people that do phishing, they try, when they are able to get it on one platform, they try to use it for other platforms. Say maybe they got it from Signal, for instance, then they can go and try it on, say, a payment platform or your fintech app on your phone, right? But Signal is saying, oh, don't, don't panic. They didn't get your PIN. Okay. Yes, I'm hoping they do something about it. But still, as Emmanuel mentioned, there's really no safety, but sense of it. All right. Uh, that's I, I don't I don't think I have any uh, any other comments about Signal. I mean, I've said all I want to say about your privacy on the internet. It's a myth. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yinka's uh, article <laughs> reminds us that <laughs> data privacy is most likely a myth. But it's interesting to see the regulations that are ongoing in this space, right? Europe is leading the way, and uh, some African countries are introducing laws, and Nigeria is also which, doing something. Which, which users are not smiling on? Well, uh, let's. <laughs> well, uh, any other thing we missed? Any other thing? Any other thing? Mm, not really. Not really. What else? Okay. So, uh, thank you for sticking with us till this point of the podcast, and it's been a re- really, really interesting one. Uh, we'd like to know what you think about NIDA's investigation on UBA and Philips Consulting. Uh, what about e-payment transactions that are exploding? Uh, yeah, let us know what you think about the Whistle app. And if you download it and try it out, let us know uh, what the outcome is. Then, of course, both Living Tanzania, YouTube launching a video marketplace, even though we don't know why exactly. <laughs> and, of course, Signal, the private companies that... I promise. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah, thank you for sticking with us till now. And if you're listening to us on this podcast, wherever you're listening to us or wherever you're watching us, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, those TikTok guys, thanks for the comments. We are seeing everything. And of course, Twitter and LinkedIn. And the OG guys, the original audio guys that have been with us from the Way beginning. Back. Yeah. So where can you find this podcast? Who is taking out? Google um, Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, IH Radio, and anywhere else you get your podcast from. That was too normal, but yeah. Yeah, we miss <laughs> Bolu, don't we? <laughs> All right, guys. Take care and see you next week. Bye. Bye.